0: Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com.
1: Welcome to Grape Minds, a wine-centric podcast for two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, the history, and the people behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn.
0: And I'm Gina Birch. In a recent podcast, we spoke to the world-famous Tim Andavi and two of his children, Carissa and Carlo. We actually caught up with them at the Naples Winter Wine Festival, which is one of the top-grossing wine auctions in the country. The money raised goes to children's charities and organizations, and I'm talking... Wine royalty and wine fans fly in from all over the country, all over the globe, really, to attend the event that was held at the end of January this year. That's really... Really spectacular. The auction is uh, mind-blowing
1: yeah. wine lots. Eight magnums of Screaming Eagle. A beautiful powder blue Bentley was sold. Crazy trip. Spectacular jewelry. And the before the auction, everyone got warmed up by eating food from some of the best chefs from the Ritz-Carlton family with tables of wine loaded with the best of the best of the wines. Really great snacks. And then mm. the night before, they all had the wine dinners in uh, different people's homes with chefs from around the world.
0: Right amazing just incredible. amazing so not only do we get to try some amazing wines from all over we got some one-on-one time with Tim Mondavi and his family but we also got to speak with Salvatore Ferragamo from the iconic Italian fashion house of the same name Ferragamo you know when we sat down Julie I suddenly became acutely aware of my shoes how my White House black market jacket was fitting I was looking at my nails I'm like I, I I'm sitting next to the fashion icon. What am I, what am I, how am I representing great minds? You know, I feel you.
1: I was sitting there at home looking at my shoes going, I am pathetic. (laughs) What am I even going to put on my feet to meet this person? And then I was like, oh, I had this one handbag from Italy from Tuscany, which is the mm-hmm. same region he's from. So I'll take that one because it goes with my outfit. Now I really actually put more thought into my fashion that day uh, than uh, ever I usually do. I know, right? But the person that we were talking with is the grandson of the founder of the famed fashion house. And we talked with him about how he chose to strike out into the wine world, beginning with a connection between fashion and wine.
2: Well, actually there's a, there is a simple connection in the in matter of numbers. I am part of a very large family and one of 27 cousins, uh, Salvatore Ferragamo was my grandfather, and, uh, and so the family has grown uh, quite a bit in the in the years. Uh, where I believe I am up to about seventy cousins altogether. And so, we, in an, in an objective of uh, succession and expansion, we have uh, found uh, some. Uh, rules uh, to follow, so in order to join the fashion side of the of the business, despite Akiri my grandfather 's name, it is not uh, granted just like that. You have to have some prerequisites, so you have to have a university degree, you have to have a work experience with a company not related to the group, then an MBA, and then you join the company and you 're working for management and so I, I kind of I have an identical twin brother and we did that uh, together and he really wanted to join the fashion side and so he's uh, in charge of all the leather goods for the the fashion side and, and I had the opportunity to actually choose something completely different and I joined this beautiful estate called Il Borro. Which we have developed both in a uh, hotel a relais chateau in this beautiful medieval hamlet that dates back to a thousand years ago, really spectacular and we we uh, worked the land in planting uh, vineyards, olive uh, trees, and many different wonderful agricultural products, all farmed organically so that 's uh, that's me, in a nutshell.
0: Well, and you're also, the wine you're making is, you're doing it in clay, right? Yes. I mean, that's a little different. Everyone in, in Tuscany, are, they're doing the barrels, and um, but you're, you're putting it in clay. Why did you well, decide to do that?
2: Not all the wines. We have okay. uh, different types of, of wine, and there is one wine, which is we call uh, Petruna, uh, from the Il Borro property, and this, instead, is actually aged in clay. Clay is, really is uh, the origins of wine. When mm-hmm. wine... Uh, Wines a birthday dates back to 8,000 years ago. We actually uh, there was no there was no barrique. The wine was uh, aged and transported in clay pots, and the clay is actually a porous material, so that it is uh, an exchange of uh, an oxygen microoxidization uh, within the container that is in contact with the, with the juice. And so we said, let's make uh, a wine that dates back to the origin, organically produced. And it's been an incredible experiment. The wine has been incredibly successful. So we're very, very happy we could do that.
0: And you leave the grapes in contact with the skin longer when it's in the clay, right?
2: Absolutely. Because the kind of this oxidization and the contact of the of the skins, you get really the perfect extraction. And so we, we do that for about a year that of uh, of extraction and in, to be in contact with the juice.
0: Okay. And fashion and wine, I mean, they're so similar when you think about it because uh, Julie and I talk about this on the podcast a lot that what is in fashion now with wine? Is it, the, you know, there were the big Zins or the, the, uh, and the Shiraz w- was big for a long time and at least in, in the U.S. or coming in from Australia. And, and then there's just things that cycle in and Ooh. out with popularity, just like hemlines.
2: No, absolutely. A, <laughs> Julie, you don't agree? Like kitten heel, <laughs> big chunky heels. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are some similarities. Absolutely, the, the the wine industry is also cyclical, and there are some uh, trends of uh, uh, single variety, blended wines, uh, oak, no oak. And so there are some uh, uh, some cyclical aspects uh, to the wine business. There is also an incredible attention uh, to detail and quality uh, in the wine industry. And so I think that uh, today we are living a world of uh, different lifestyles. So I like to think of wine as a uh, concept of a new lifestyle. So you have fashion that is part of your lifestyle and high-end quality wine is part of that lifestyle too, I believe.
1: So tell me about the sparkler.
2: I never heard it, of that yeah. term. I love it, the yeah. sparkler. I'm going to use that again. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the sparkler is called Bolle di Borro. It's the only uh, wine of its kind, as far as I know, because basically we take early harvest Sangiovese grapes and they are actually, um, we collect them early because we want a higher level of acidity on the, on the juice and we do a, cha- a champenoise style rosé that rests on the yeast for 60 months. Mm. Usually oh. you do 24, 36 months. So we really are over-extracting on those uh, yeast and you get this wonderful um, uh, uh, crusted bread uh, flavor that and comes creamy. out on creamy, crusted mm. bread, bread flavor that comes out onto the, onto the wine. I'm salivating, it really literally. Is, it, I'm like, it, where is it distributed? That's <laughs> what <fantastic>. yeah, <laughs> I want
0: to know next. I
2: only produce 5,000 bottles of so very, very uh, limited so production. So we have to come see you? you well, I do have a to few bottles it? in the US okay. I, uh, that we can fine. But uh, yes, a wonderful project. Though. Exciting that uh, and you know, at the Borough we try to focus on uh, unique, small project, like the clay pot, the sparkler. The
1: fizzy one. The fizzy one.
2: <laughs> and, and other wines, yeah.
1: So um, what is one of the uh, more poignant learning experiences that you had in the beginning when you started getting into doing the wine? What was one of the things that was a a lesson that you learned along the way
2: well i i think a very important lesson uh, and i have to really give credit to the french in this and is uh, in learning your uh, terroir so where are you what kind of microclimate conditions you have and what are the best uh, vines that actually can fit best at this type of microclimate and conditions and uh, and that was the you know uh, challenging uh, to really find the best uh, the best suit so you know ideally we are in a part uh, we're part in a part of Tuscany which uh, is known as the Valdarno Valley and, and this used to be a huge lake Now when the water from this lake receded left a lot of lovely minerality on the soil but also at the same time a wide diversity of soil so for us it was important to actually match the best vines according to the different types of soil. So in the clay, we plant the Merlot, and then as you're going up towards the mountains, you find more of the sandy or the or the, the, the stony soils. We've been very successful actually with the stony soils, which, which, you know, more of the gravelly type of stony soils where we planted the Syrah, and we're in a part of Tuscany that Syrah does really well. So, How much
1: do you just love Syrah? I love Syrah. <laughs>
2: Syrah is a fantastic grape variety, especially the, the, the Tuscan Syrah because we get a lot of heat and mm-hmm. Syrah th- sometimes can have uh, difficulties in reaching a perfect maturity. Mm-hmm. And instead, because of that heat, we do actually reach maturity. It is very fruit forward, very pleasant, but still maintaining a bit of that white peppery spice. Uh, mm-hmm. That is really very pleasant. I think so there's
1: a, a book about the Tuscan Sun yeah, something about under it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, good. yeah. And in that
2: part of Tuscany, which is Cortona, which is very close from where we are, they make the best era.
1: Is, is there a little town, tell me the name of the valley that you're in that was a lake?
2: Well, we're in uh, the, the town of Arezzo, Arezzo. Uh, which is the, the, our to the, the province is called Arezzo, and then we have a lot of have a
1: sister-in-law who's from Arezzo. All right. And yeah. I have to get there and visit, so yeah. I'll be there soon. Good, good, super. Probably sooner super. <laughs> than
2: later, you get to see the property firsthand. That'll be exciting.
1: And of course, I've already booked my tickets. <laughs> I'm ready to go at Bag Japan. I'm just kidding. I haven't done that yet. You but
0: know, I, we do need a mines trip in tour of Italy. That's for sure. So maybe we can work on that this year. It was so cool to talk to someone like Salvatore Ferragamo about the industry he's in. Uh, And it does run a parallel with the fashion world. And it's made his family so famous. So good for him for doing something that is his own passion. If you're looking for the wines, by the way, it's labeled Il Boro, and I did not get to try it. I was so disappointed. I saw it on the table. I didn't get over there to try it at the festival. Oh, well, there were so many people. It was really crowded. But I mean, that's that's a good thing to point out, too. It doesn't yeah. say Salvatore Ferragamo no, it does on not. the front of the
1: bottle. I mean, that would help sell it, of yeah. course, because that's a, an iconic name. It actually is named for a 1,700-acre property that his dad, Ferruccio, bought in 1993, brought it back to its original splendor, and it's now... Now under the direction of Salvatore, the wine is really starting to shine, so it's something to definitely check out. Not only because of this young leadership, you have the um excellence in Sangiovese, which mm, is the signature mm-hmm. grape of the area, but because he's young and vibrant and fresh, he's he's okay with using some grapes that are not traditionally associated with Tuscany, like Syrah. Oh, and sparkling
0: we got to get some of that, too. Yeah.
1: Sparkling, I love bubbles. We'll try to get that on our okay. trip over there. He yeah. said there's not
0: a whole lot. so we'll have I, to... I'm sure when we, when his BFFs, Julie and Gina, call him up, he'll, <laughs> he'll have some. For us. Set it aside. Yeah. We're coming to town tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Great
1: Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producer for online
0: media is Tara Callaghan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon To get in touch, check greatminds.org. And thanks for listening.